Hello, EKN Nation. Welcome to another episode of This Week in Carding. It is episode 61. We are recording this live on March 27th, 2023. It is a happy Monday uh, after what was a chaotic uh, NCAA March Madness weekend. Uh, and also one for racing as well, too, with a number of events going on across the country. Uh, I am David Cole, joined by Nate Dean as uh, we bring you all the major news that has hit the ECAN homepage over the past couple of weeks now. Uh, again, perfect for listening on the way to work, coming home, ideal for your morning or afternoon commute, or while you're in the cart shop or the garage or heading to the actual racetrack itself. Uh, you can download this. Uh, in a podcast version, you can listen to it on the ECAN Radio Network when it becomes live. And uh, again, all the great shows that we've done in the past. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, and again, we're into episode 61. So it's been a, a number of broadcasts and shows that we've been able to do. And this one is presented by Factory Carts. Made in the USA, it's not just a statement. It's the mission at Factory Carts of America. Led by four-time Super Nationals champion Billy Musgrave, Factory Carts manufactures their frames completely in-house at their Riverside, California facility. Built and designed from the ground up specifically for American karting market, Factory Carts brings new innovations and solutions that are long overdue. Contact Factory Carts today to join the American-made movement. Learn more by visiting factorycarts.com or email Billy at any time at info at factorycarts.com. So, Nate, as I said, we are a few weeks past our last episode, which was episode 60 on March 1st, 2023. I had back-to-back -back track weekends uh, where I was at Challenge of the Americas, followed up by United States Pro Kart Series, and essentially taken the last, you know, what, 14 days to kind of regroup and re, re <laughs> reassess where we're at and get caught up on, on all the crazy things. So it's been kind of a busy month of March. Uh, you've been kind of itching to get out of the uh, the winter cold that is minnesota yeah hoping to get out of that soon going down to scusa this weekend for the first round of the pro tour so looking forward to that but yeah i mean it was just over in wisconsin this weekend and all of their snow is completely gone and it's starting to look more like spring over there and then we come back to minnesota and it's just feet upon feet of snow so can't wait to get out of that we had a nice dusting last night, so we woke up to uh, snow-covered grass uh, this morning, and my son's about to have a, his first baseball game, high school baseball game. <laughs> so uh, it'll be an interesting day. Thankfully, the sun's out, and it's going to get closer to the 50-degree mark, uh, hopefully by the time first pitch. So it'll be at least, at least a little bit warmer than snowy conditions than when then it was forecasted. So uh, good, to, good. Hopefully, that'll be the last of it. You know, I mean, we're we're getting into April now. I I don't think we need any more snow up in this area, and, and certainly you don't as well. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. So you mentioned Supercarts USA. Well, some big news, probably the biggest news over the last what four weeks of of within our sport uh, involves Supercarts USA and United States Pro Kart Series. They are working together with Coin Media uh, and the new North American Kart License Program for national top level American sprint karting in 2024. Nate, this is kind of a uh, something we we were we saw was on the horizon uh, last year when people were talking about, uh, you know, d d developing a licensing program. Well, uh, Tim Coyne of Coyne Media has uh, kind of stepped up and he has kind of laid the, the initial groundwork for this North American cart license. 
yeah, obviously some big news in terms of carding, some of the biggest we've seen in the past year or so. Um, they are just putting down some uh, what they want to do with this, obviously providing a clear path for young drivers to attain the necessary experience to safely compete at the highest levels of American karting. Also saying that they want to improve racecraft and reduce uh, avoidable contact and incidents by tracking and limiting driver penalties. Too much penalty points on a license will restrict a driver from entering races. Then also Rock Cup USA and NKA were stars, as a lot of us know them, were also asked about this joining. Yeah, it. I mean, it's a interesting thing because again, when we look in the past for, and I'm I'm kind of going to go into a long segment here. In the past, you know, we had International Karting Federation, the IKF, which was a West Coast based organization. They primarily were the national organization until WK was created in the 70s, and essentially split our country in half. We've had some other small programs, you know, build their own organizations. You have CART, you have others uh, that have you know, developed licensed programs. Essentially a licensed program was just, Hey, either you're qualified or you're not qualified. And that's essentially what a carding license was aside from, you know, the FIA license, which allows you to compete internationally at international recognized events. So, um, you know, now we've had, you know, Scusa has their own license. United States pro card series has their own license, national carding Alliance. I'm assuming they have their own license as well. I don't believe you have to have a membership to do rock cup USA. Uh, I could be wrong, but I'm not a racer. So I don't t- typically look at that um, because I don't enter. So it's not something that really comes up. So I don't recall them having a license, however. Um, so this it's, it's a unique situation. I, and, the, and again, I'm just going to go at my viewpoint of this, uh, looking at the number one point, a clear path for young drivers to attain the necessary experience to safely compete at the highest levels of American karting. Well, in order to do that, shouldn't we be licensing the entire country? And that's really where it needs to begin with in terms of for this goal, at least number one goal to, you know, say, Hey, you, okay. Yes. You have the necessary experience to come race Supercarts USA or to come race United States pro cart series, because you have shown at the licensed events that we have on calendar at your club or this regional, you know, say route 66, that's a regional program. If you've raced there you, and you've, and you've performed well, you don't have any points against you. You have the opportunity to move up. And that's essentially what we've been preaching about for, for many years is that's, that's kind of where it should be and what it should be. But in reality, new people can go and race Supercart USA and United States pro Kart series without any experience whatsoever. And, and so that's kind of, at least for number one point, that's, that's where I struggle. And I hope, you know, we're going to, we're going to be talking with Tim Coyne very soon about this and, and trying to learn more, but you know, and I think in order for that to actually work, you need to have the support of the clubs and regionals and and actually have a true national licensing system in order for that point to work with. So, Nate, let's just talk about point one. What are your viewpoints and thoughts on, on that that specific point itself? I mean, yeah, obviously, if you're going to create this, you're going to want to provide that path for them and. I I don't know. I don't have too many 
insights into each individual point just overall for me it's if it is gonna work and if it does provide of course those points that they are putting into it then i don't think people will have too much of an issue paying up for that if it cleans up the racing it's gonna be a big challenge ahead and i think the end goal of trying to get all racing series licensed and all drivers licensed is obviously the end goal, but starting off small might be the way to go right now. Right. Yeah. That, I mean, that's obviously the long-term goal for number one, I think, but, and, and you kind of touched on two, uh, you know, improving racecraft. I mean, obviously that's, that's the main issue with this situation and it all stemmed from such, you know, events that happened in June and of 2022 and, and, and a little bit earlier before that. And just, and almost, almost to have um, repercussions again for, for doing something at one event, you have repercussions to any other event that you attend that is part of this licensing program. So that's essentially what, you know, North American cart license program will do for United States pro cart series and Supercarts USA. Now, again, this doesn't stop somebody who can go to USBKS and SCUSA, demolish everybody, and then go race somewhere else because they're not part of this licensing program. So that's obviously one flaw of this, but it is at least a great measuring stick in terms of ranking drivers uh, based upon the penalties they receive at every event. Now, again, we're going to talk with Tim Coyne about it. I mean, really, are pushback bumpers a penalty or is it just a, you know, that's, because pushback bumper penalties, I don't think, in my opinion, should be counted against your license. I think it can be recorded, but I don't think there should be points going up against it. Because, again, you can get a pushback bumper from hitting the curb or or because you got into a turn one pileup that had nothing to do with with your that was not your fault. But you're still getting the penalty because pushback bumper was initiated. So. There's still a lot of questions regarding this. There's also a $150 uh, licensing fee per year. You know, what what is that licensing fee going towards? Is it is it eliminating the Supercarts USA and USPKS licensing themselves? You know, there's still a lot of questions to be answered. And hopefully we'll be able to sit down with Tim Coyne to kind of learn more. Because, again, this is something that's going to be uh, instituted in 2024, not yet this season. So still time to to detail, get the details and kind of go through it with a fine comb and understand exactly what, you know, what's going to happen, how much our points are penalties and et cetera, and all this stuff. So I do agree with you on the fact that hopefully this does improve racecraft because again, it's having, um, not, not the word responsibility, but and not necessarily repercussions, but I'm, I'm trying to find another word for accountability. That's the word I'm looking for. Uh, you know, for, for your actions on the racetrack, because again, and then, and then again, long-term I'd like to see, you know, race teams licensed. I'd like to see um, the officials licensed because again, that's the other side of the, of the situation. Nate is it doesn't matter what penalties are called. It's who's calling them. Like, are these officials, should these officials be officials? Like that's, that's another long long and grueling discussion, Nate, about uh, our sport and especially at the national level. Yeah, I definitely think so. There's been a few times, at least in my racing career, where there are either race directors or other 
officials within the series that haven't ever raced before and don't really know some things from a racer's perspective. And I think that's important to have. I do agree and like the idea of having those official those officials licensed just as you know if you're going to hold the racers accountable you're going to hold those officials accountable i think for the most part all of them do a pretty bang up job on it but obviously just keeping them accountable is a big thing well again it's the job nobody wants um it's a very difficult job to to be the judge and jury uh out on the racetrack um but again it's funny because i saw as soon as after this came out i saw a video online i'm not sure if you saw this i know you're a big imsa guy but marshall pruitt had an interview with john doonan of imsa at sebring um and they were talking about working with the scca and how that is how they get their corner workers grid marshals etc and a lot of their people that actually work the racetracks and there are a lot of them are volunteers and so that, again, I think that proves my point in terms of needing to have a licensing program for officials and somehow working with either S for carding ourselves, working with SCCA or USAC or somebody else that can then that can help license and teach uh, licensed individuals how to be officials. Because, again, there, in, there's, you know, you look at it at this event or this program and they, they call certain things certain ways. Well, you look at this event and, and these officials over here and they call it completely different or they view it a different way. And, and again, if you have two programs such as United States pro Kart series and Supercarts USA, looking at this release, they, you know, the penalties, how they're called is going to be completely separate from one another, but those points still add up onto the license. So again, it just, it's a kind of it's kind of a, a partnership, but it's not a partnership. If you kind of get what I'm saying, Nate, I don't know if you you see what I'm saying. I it just again, I'm looking long term. I've been I've been in this sport my entire life. I, I I see things differently than maybe some others that have just gotten in the sport. So I, I I'm looking at a long term goal to where forty you know twenty years from now we we have uh, almost a unity of the sport under an umbrella. Like that's my ultimate goal. And that's kind of been my ultimate goal for the last decade. Uh, even when I was a WKA uh, board member was trying to find a way to get this sport under an umbrella that we're all working together instead of all working against one another. So again, I, it's just, there's a lot to be said for at least from in my point point of view. I don't know about you. Like you said, you're just more interested more in the racecraft side of things. Yeah. And I think, <laughs> ultimately this is going to come down to five years from now when we look back on this thinking was this a good idea were we kind of a bit too harsh on it at first and ultimately if it works right a few years from now then that's all that matters yeah it can, it can be the catalyst to to what i'm looking at long term and what my 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 hope is you know it's like you know i ha- i have a dream <laughs> for carding speech um but not in that tart type of uh scenario but it just i yeah i may this could be the catalyst to help steer it in the correct direction i hope it does and again that's my ultimate hope is that this helps steers it in that direction and we we kind of have a a little bit of a unity within within the sport here in the united states again it's it's a unique element because we're not europe it's completely different from what we do 
here than over there. And we're geographically a, a lot larger than Europe is itself. So again, hopefully we'll, this will be a catalyst to a more positive um, role and positive direction for the sport. So again, like you said, we'll, it's kind of a wait and see. Maybe we'll see where we're at in five years. So I guess what, 2028, uh, we'll have to uh, have this conversation again and see where we're at. Uh, but for now, we'll, uh, we'll head into our first commercial break uh, on this week in karting. And we'll kind of get into some more topics and uh, news items surrounding the sport uh, after these commercials. You want the best? You just got to roll with the best. Streeter Superstands. This is Jeff Wessel from StreeterSuperstands.com. You wouldn't put subpar parts on your racing cart, so why put that cherished ride of yours on anything but karting's number one lifts and stands, Streeter Superstands. Streeter is the original and genuine manufacturer of the second-to-none Bigfoot rolling stands, stackers, uprights, and industry-leading superlift. We also manufacture and sell the largest and always-growing roster of trailer and shop accessories like tire, engine and jug racks, cabinets, spray can trays, beat breakers, and tons more to outfit any size trailer, team, and budget. Streeter Superstands has over 30 continuous years of experience. Rick Cart racers just like you and know that the Streeter name represents the absolute best in stands, lifts, and accessories for karting enthusiasts worldwide. Durability, affordability, unmatched quality, and customer service, that's what sets us apart from the rest. Check us out now at StreeterSuperstands.com. Roll with the best, StreeterSuperstands.com. Run by the racers, for the racers. The Pad Holder Super Cup Series is gearing up for an exciting 2023 season, both in sprint and road racing. Make sure you're a part of either championship program promoted by the Northwest Karting Association, one of the longest standing organizations in the Pacific Northwest. The sprint program features five race weekends, which begins in April at the Tri-City Kart Club outside Richland, Washington, and wraps up at the Sumas International Motorsports Academy just south of the Canadian border on the first weekend of August. You can quench your need for speed with the Pad Holder Super Cup Road Racing Series, which opens the 2023 season on the March 31st to April 1st weekend at Pacific Raceway. The series then visits Ridge Motorsports Park on June 3rd and 4th. Two weeks later, the third stop of the 2023 schedule takes competitors to Oregon Raceway Park. The annual visit to the Portland International Raceway is set for the July 28-29 weekend, and the series finale is scheduled for September 29th and 30th, bringing things full circle at Pacific Raceway. Head over to padholdersupercup.com to learn more about racing against the best in the Pacific Northwest. In racing, experience is priceless. Franklin Motorsports is a leader in the karting industry with over 50 years of combined karting experience and we can provide you with everything you need to go racing. With a large online product selection, select track support events, and a wide variety of shop services, Franklin Motorsports is your complete karting source. Check out our online store at www.franklincart.com where all our products are just a mouse click away. We're constantly adding to the growing product selection on the online store, and we ship daily to ensure products get to you quickly. We specialize in IAMI engines, tilt seats, ceramic products, driveline branded products, Briggs & Stratton engines, OTK products, and of course, the championship winning Merlin chassis. In our online store, you'll find a variety of items to fill your karting needs. 
Franklin Motorsports is also known for our wide variety of services and is home to Innovative Engine Works by FMS, our in-house engine service department. Frame straightening, cart prep, and dyno testing are all services offered regularly at Franklin Motorsports. For all things karting, visit franklincart.com. Welcome back to segment number two of This Week in Karting, episode 61. It is March 27th, 2023. I'm David Cole, joined by Nate Dean as we bring you the news and notes uh, surrounding the sport of karting. Among the, uh, the industry news, KE Technology and OTK USA partner in the America. So uh, a, uh, a new partnership return re- regarding uh, a, uh, a manufacturer of, a pon- of components uh, working with OTK USA to help build a, uh, a dealer network here uh, in the Americas, Nate. Yeah, obviously, we there's been a lot of convergence between brands, I think, just as an overall topic the past couple of years and months, just more and more uh, teams, products, brands, drivers all working together. So not a lot to add to this one, but obviously good to see. Yeah, KE Technology, they are a uh, manufacturer of radiator, water pumps, and a variety of different accessories. Uh, so again, providing a new, again, a new brand uh, in terms of, uh, of uh, accessories here into the United States. They're actually manufactured, I think, in Italy. Um, I was trying to pull up the, uh, the, the uh, information there. Um, so again, yeah, it's... Um, yeah, they're manufactured in Italy again. Radiators uh, used by a number of the manu- the uh, the race teams in Europe. Um, so again, getting a foothold here in the United States through the OTK USA uh, dealer network. So again, we'll see. We'll probably be seeing a lot more of the KE technology components uh, on a number of carts here in the United States and around the Americas. Uh, next on our list is the World Karting Association Gold Cup has changed locations for their opener coming up here in April. Nate, a little more details on that. Yeah, so the April 14th through 16th event moved from Whiteland to Newcastle Motorsports Park. Um, talked to Whiteland and Andy O'Gara more on the Route 66 side of things, trying to figure out track layouts, but does wrap back into this. Um says weather forcing them to have delays at whiteland they have i think one or two final layers they need to put on the asphalt still and it's just too cold for them to do that at the moment so that forcing delays yeah the weather is not as we talked about at the beginning of the show it's not been kind to us here in the northern hemisphere of the usa uh and especially indiana i think they've gotten a lot more snow and and colder weather and wet weather than uh, they typically do receive. So that's delayed things uh, for their construction uh, situation and expansion that they have going on there. So again, the April 14th through 16th event moved from Whiteland Raceway Park to Newcastle Motorsports Park just down the road about uh, 30 minutes or an hour, somewhere around there, I think. So maybe, maybe 90 minutes, something like that. I can't remember exactly the distance between those two. But uh, not not a not a tough move for the uh, for the WK Gold Cup program, but a good kind of working relationship there with Whiteland and Newcastle uh, having each other's backs on that. Uh, next, our final uh, topic in this segment: the Ryan Norberg launches his new karting academy. So one of the uh, top drivers in the country uh, has uh, basically his own kart school now. Nate. 
Yeah, so Norberg Karting Academy, full name powered by Rotax, going to be based out of Orlando Kart Center, where there's a pro tour will be heading an interesting one from Ryan and Rotax, a team up from that, him going over a few points throughout uh, their statement, saying yes, they'll have cart sizes and classes for pretty much everyone within karting. Um, saying he's not just going to focus on the pure speed aspect, but also mindset, which is really big in karting nowadays. Saying um, from Ryan, I also wanted to provide a space for the parents so they can to provide be productive, excuse me, while at the academy and trying to make this enjoyable for everyone who attends. So should be a good uh, lesson for anyone who decides to go from to that getting instruction from Ryan Norberg can't really get much better than that. So it'll be cool to see coming in the next year or two, what people have to say about it. Yeah. Ryan's called, you know, Orlando cart center is home since it was constructed. Um, and uh, when I was there for the United States pro cart series, got to see where his, his new um, area for, for this, for the karting Academy is located but the and again, the interesting thing, as you said, working from mini drivers all the way up to, you know, junior, senior and, and master's categories uh, is that it's powered by Rotax. So that is a, a cool partnership uh, to see, you know, Ryan Norberg working with the Rotax brand um, really that, you know, and that's ironic because that was the first really the first time Ryan Norberg was on the on the, I guess, international stage was when he was at the Rotax Grand Finals in 2013. He was basically a, uh, a last-minute entry uh, due to a cancellation, was able to get in, I believe, in the junior category, and uh, was really kind of the first time I got to meet him. I know he had raced uh, USPKS and other things like that um, earlier in the year, but never really got to know him. So uh, that was kind of his breakout role. He's been to the, uh, the Rotax Grand Finals, I think, a couple times now. Uh, but also at IAMI International Final as well, too. So, uh, but yeah, cool to see the Rotax uh, being the power plant of choice for that. So um, that's something that Race Rotax has really talked about how, uh, again, since Rotax was created, how how um, mechanically, how long lasting the engines are and how le- less of a, uh, of a need for service is needed for those Rotax engines. So it's great for schools. I know a lot of other schools, uh, not only here in the USA, but across the world, uh, use that Rotax power for that. Uh, now we'll head into our second commercial break, and uh, we'll have a few more topics uh, surrounding the sport uh, after these commercials. There is no other brand in karting more recognized across the globe than Rotax. Race Rotax is proud to provide the platform for Rotaxians to compete across the United States, from the grassroots level all the way to the Rotax U.S. Trophy Final. The road to Bahrain begins with the U.S. Trophy Series West and East programs. The West kicks off with the opening two rounds of the PKRA facility in Arizona this March and wraps up at the Muscleman Honda Circuit in Tucson on May 12th, 13th, and 14th. The East Series begins on June 16th to 18th at Pit Race and is followed by an event at New Jersey Motorsports Park on August 11th to 13th. The road to Bahrain continues with the Rotax U.S. Trophy Final, which is scheduled for September 15th to 17th at the famed Newcastle Motorsports Park in Newcastle, Indiana. 
tickets to the 2023 Rotax Max Challenge Grand Finals in Bahrain on December 2nd and 9th will be presented that weekend, providing racers with the opportunity to compete at the Olympics of karting. Visit racerotax.com to learn more about each trophy series program and the trophy final event. Race Rotax, an experience like no other. Motor mounts. They keep your engine attached to your chassis, right? The answer is, they're much more important than that. Your motor mount is critical in transferring 100% of the power from your engine through to your tires and the racetrack. You need this to get on the podium each and every time you race. Odenthal Racing Products is here for you, providing the best motor mounts on the karting market today. All designed to make sure you're using all the horsepower you pay for. Odenthal Racing Products is a family-owned and operated business with decades of karting experience in providing products with unmatched quality and value for our racing community. The Pro Series mount for two cycle engines, which is available in 0, 5, and 8 degree inclinations, provides a rigid structure to help keep vibration to a minimum without adding too much weight to your setup. The 4-cycle Easy Set system is one of the most popular mounts for the Briggs & Stratton 206 power plant. Multiple mounting holes provide the most adjustability depending on your chassis and seat placement. To ensure a tight fit to your chassis, our ORP wedge clamps get the job done. And they feature a number of design updates to provide a lower profile and lighter weight. The clamps are available from 28mm to 32mm in both standard and Euro style sizes. And now, Odenthal has also revolutionized the karting industry with its new Easy GP camera mounting system. Designed to mount anywhere on your chassis with one or two cameras, the ORP Easy GP camera mount is your solution to capture that onboard winning moment. Head to OdenthalRacing.com and find a dealer near you. Odenthal Racing Products, proudly made in the USA. Winning takes top quality equipment, flawless preparation, experienced coaching, and passion. And at Team GFC, we live our passion. Developed by American karting champion Gary Carlton, the GFC chassis has become one of the newest brands to reach the top of the podium in North America. GFC has garnered victories and championships at all levels of the sport since its debut at the end of 2018. Shipper car drivers are at the front of the field in the GT14 frame, with the SS31 a consistent contender in tag and 100cc competition. Team GFC has arrive and drive packages available for all categories, including the mini and micro classes utilizing the GFC RR5 cadet chassis. These young pilots have the opportunity to be part of the Team GFC Young Driver Development Program. Learn from one of the best American carters with 28 years racing at the highest levels of the sport, offering personalized training on and off the track. Follow GFC Karting on Facebook and Instagram or click over to gfccarting.com to learn more about joining Team GFC. GFC, live your passion. And welcome back to our third segment of this week in karting we are recording episode 61 it is march 27 2023 nate dean joining me david cole here at the uh on the online studio 
for EKN as we uh, continue this episode of This Week in Karting. We're going to talk a little bit about drivers right now uh, and some moves that we saw prior to the United States Pro Kart Series. Uh, we didn't really get a chance to talk about them in a, in a podcast, aside from the uh, the preview podcast outlaps that we did. Uh, but uh, Alessandro Dutulio joins Prime Power Team for an extensive extensive 2023 race program. So uh, the Florida driver moving to the Burrell Art brand uh, after his uh, tenure with Parallel USA. Nate, uh, it's a, kind of an interesting move for Alessandro. Yeah, an interesting one. Didn't, from an outsider's perspective, didn't obviously see this one coming. He seemed fairly happy with Parolin and how he's been doing there, but switching brands over to Burrell for this season. Um, has an extensive program lined up in front of him in the tag category. He's going to be running in Rock Senior, USPKS, Scusa, Rock Cup USA. Uh, with PSL Karting, a few other championships along with that, including a hopeful bid at the Rock Vegas event and Scusa Super Nationals at the end of the year. Yeah, Prime Power Team based in Ontario, Canada. So he'll be racing with at the Moto Master Ron Fellows Championship along with the Canadian National Championships, uh, all in Canada, all in the uh, Ontario, Montreal area. Uh, so again, working with the prime power team. So he'll be kind of their lead driver uh, moving through the 2023 season. And as you said, racing at Rock Cup, uh, Rock Cup USA, Rock Vegas, along with the Supercarts USA Super Nationals at the end of the year. Uh, so he got his first two events under his belt. Uh, the United States Pro Kart Series was among the uh, the quick drivers. He was actually with back there with Ryan Norberg uh, having an issue in qualifying, had to start towards the back in the main event, however, uh, finished 24th, but pulled off a, his first podium with uh, Burrell Art Brand, uh, finishing third at the Rock Cup USA Florida Winter Tour events. So uh, gotten his, uh, his, found his new home, gotten, or started off uh, on the right foot with his new home. Uh, another driver, no, notable, making a, a move prior to the United States Pro Kart Series with Caleb Gaffera joining Trinity Karting Group and Kart Republic uh for what was the united states pro card series and we'll be racing at the scusa pro tour so uh nate caleb kind of got his uh his first event under his belt um after earning what supercarts usa and united states pro card series championships in 2022 uh in the junior ranks yeah so him and hayden jones both rpg former rpg teammates at trinity karting group and cart republic for this season obviously Trinity and Car Republic having a pretty good outing at the Super Nationals for X30 Senior. So that's probably uh, prompted them a little bit to head and jump ship for them. Caleb had quite the season last year in junior. Obviously him moving up to senior this year. Caleb had a season which uh, we're seeing Ernesto Rivera doing currently of pretty much utter dominance from that side of things had a rough weekend at uspks seems to be the theme for most drivers for that came 18th there but will be racing this weekend at the pro tour yeah evan evan Gilter winning for trinity karting group and kart republic at the super nationals so has helped uh 
really they they've they've doing been doing very well and just recently this weekend joe turney as we saw at the supercarts usa winter series do well uh picked up his first uh fia european championship victory on the year uh racing in valencia spain uh and then again as we said we'll see caleb uh under the tkg tent aboard the cart republic this weekend at the scusa pro tour winter nationals uh, our final topic in this segment is the extreme Rock Island Grand Prix, adding three new classes for the 2023 edition. Yeah, so the event that will take place from the 2nd and the 3rd of September, adding those three new classes like you mentioned. Briggs 206 Novice is one of them. You also have Rock Honda Shifter class class within a class for the open shifters and then tag senior also being added yeah the rock honda shifter class that'll be kind of like uh, you know a class within a class they'll they'll be their own class but it'll be running at the same time as the open shifter category so it'll be interesting to see how that works and how much the uh, the participation is in that uh, region of uh with the uh, with that engine selection uh, the Briggs 206 Novice will hopefully get some more information. Again, they talk, they're talking about um, new people to the race. Uh, I'm wondering if that includes me. Do I, am I, I've raced there, but I've never <laughs> won, and I'm not a national driver. So I'm wondering if I can race the Briggs 206 Novice. So we'll see kind of how they police that as we get closer to the event. And then also, the yeah, bringing back Tag Senior. It's an interesting move. Um, you know, as we're seeing, tag racing across the country is not exactly on the the increase it's kind of on the decline so to bring that back obviously there's 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 got to be a need so we'll have to see uh you know what happens with that and we'll see what kind of numbers we do get for that category coming back to the rock island grand prix because at one time tag senior was one of those headline categories bringing in oh, probably 60 entries at one time uh to all compete uh for what i think it was 40 either 40 spots or 33 36 spots i can't remember because I missed it. I was in the LCQ back in 20, 2006 and didn't didn't make the main event. But uh, yeah, so we'll we'll wait. It's kind of wait and see on that. And we'll get more information uh, when it's available from Rock Island Grand Prix and get that out to you uh, in future This Week in Karting episodes. So with that, we'll head into uh, our next break and we'll have uh, some information about what's on the ECAN homepage uh, after this commercial break. If you're a carter in the Lone Star State, make the jump from the club level and race against the best in the country at the Texas Sprint Racing Series. The premier regional kart racing series in Texas will be a five-race program in 2023, featuring four different tracks located all over the state. This year's Texas Sprint Racing Series kicks off the season at the popular Speed Sports Racing Park in New Caney, Texas on March 24th to 26th. Racing Under the Lights returns in 2023 with the North Texas Cartways in Denton welcoming the series for night racing over the Memorial Day weekend on May 26 to 28. The third round of the TSRS travels to the Panhandle and the newly renamed Amarillo Kart Complex on the June 30, July 2nd weekend. A track new to the series host round four as Rimrock Raceway in Odessa is set to make history on August 4, 5, and 6. The series championships will be decided on the September 15th to 17th weekend as the fifth and final round brings competitors back to the challenging speed sports facility in Houston. 
Details on the rules and class structure for the official Supercarts USA and International Kart Federation Series can be found at TexasSprintSeries.com. Ready to step up your game? Joining the Rawlison Performance Group is the obvious choice to take your racing to the next level. Industry-leading driver development is provided by our staff of multi-time national champions, Super Nationals winners, and Team USA members. And at the same time, RPG continues to be a national-level powerhouse race team. Our goal is to help you raise your game and win races. We work with all age groups and are focused on developing those cadet and junior drivers who are ready to take the next step in their racing program. Rawlison Performance Group has set a new standard with our in-house engine program, AVP Engines, headed by Alex Vincent. AVP has become the benchmark in IAMI competition. We have the largest OTK inventory that follows our race team, providing trackside parts at all the major events in North America. RPG also offers multilingual support with French, Spanish, and Portuguese-speaking staff. If you want to fight for championships or want to improve your skills and your chances to win, the answer is to call RPG at 503-260-4514. The Rawls Performance Group. We race to win. The 2023 Supercarts USA season is underway and making history as it heads into its fourth decade. A successful and record-setting Scusa Winter Series began the season in Florida, welcoming over 250 entries in January. Join them for the series finale on February 10th to 12th at the AMR Homestead Miami Motorplex presented by MG Tires. That weekend will serve as the final spring training weekend before the 14th edition of the Supercarts USA Pro Tour begins with the Winter Nationals, making its debut at the Orlando Kart Center on March 31st to April 2nd in Florida. The winter momentum will carry into a return to the Utah Motorsports Campus in Erda, Utah for the Spring Nationals, which are scheduled for June 9 to 11. The Scusa Pro Tour wraps up with a ninth straight visit to the Newcastle Motorsports Park in Newcastle, Indiana for the 14th edition of the Summer Nationals, moved up this year to the July 28 to 30 weekend. You can get all the information you need to compete at any Supercarts USA event or to learn more about their regional programs as well, all at supercartsusa.com. And welcome back to the final segment here, at, <laughs> here on This Week in Karting. It is episode number 61, March 27, 2023. I am David Cole, joined by Nate Dean as we begin our final segment of the show, kind of looking at what's been going on on the home webpage of ecartingnews.com. A lot of editorial has been put out over the last uh, four weeks since we last uh, recorded a show, uh, including trackside coverage from Challenge of the Americas from the PKRA facility in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, we had the uh, race report from Cup Carts North America Spring Nationals, which had a record turnout for that event, Nate. It was a uh, an event to remember for sure uh, with big numbers, but also some a couple big winners as well. Um, you were there trackside. You know, what was what kind of stood out from from that event after what almost three weeks after that race? Yeah, obviously big numbers for that event. It's nice to see that. Uh, event and cup carts continue to grow same with the 206 engine package doesn't seem to be any loss of momentum there had some 
fairly good racing for the on-track side of things. A little issues here and there with uh, just other aspects, but that's to be uh, expected with a event of this size. But overall, mm-hmm. a really good event. A lot of good positivity coming from that. Yeah, that's their second major event of the season. They had the Winter Nationals in January back in uh, at the uh, Jacksonville back in Jacksonville, Florida at the 103rd Street Sports Complex. Uh, and then they're they'll be getting into they're going to have a busy summer. That's for sure. They have the Northeast event coming up uh, this weekend is, I think, the finale for the South Division. Uh, they're, at, they're at Monticello, Monte, Monticello uh, in Florida. So they also have the North Division starting up, I believe, in April, along with uh, other other events or the, the Cup Carts North America Canada as well, too. So basically four regions going on all season long, and then they'll wrap it up with the Grand Nationals later this year. And we'll we'll obviously have full trackside coverage from that event. Um, I was able to do a one-on-one with Mark Coates of the United States Pro Kart Series to kind of get his thoughts going into the 11th season of that program uh, with the number of changes, including format changes and the addition of Pro Shifter. So be able to uh, check that out. We also did a a piece on Cartlift, who continues their support uh, as the official cart stand for the United States Pro Kart Series. Um, Trackside coverage, again, from the United States Pro Kart Series, Southern Grand Prix at Orlando Kart Center. So that's that's available for you as well. Um, We did a quick article with Route 66 Sprint Series. They are committed to the Kid Kart program, which... Again, we're starting to see the regional programs really focus around that. Nate, uh, the, I think it's what coming up on f- almost 50 days before we, uh, we were trackside with Route 66 program. Yeah, Thursday will be the 50 day mark until they are at Newcastle. Uh, Chris Kardashian, owner of the series and the entire Route 66 staff, just committing more to uh, driver development more than anything and having that kid card category. Uh, in the calendar is important to them, important to uh, build those drivers at a regional level to move them on to USPKS and to SCUSA to have them ready for that challenge. Exciting. Yeah, excited to hear and, and see more from that. Uh, we have a race report uh, for a California Pro Kart Challenge, along with the full race reports from the Rock Cup USA Florida Winter Tour uh, in Orlando. Our latest driver diary from Preston Lambert, the WSK Supermaster Series, his second event uh, with that program and Sodi Kart factory team. And then rounding out our coverage or our editorial is the ECAN Driver of the Month for February 2023, Ernesto Rivera, again, earning Driver of the Month with a a solid month of February, winning both at the Supercarts USA winter series and the Florida winter tour. So uh, a great way to, uh, to begin his 2023 season. And of course, uh, you know, he's going to be in the running for March, winning both main events at the United States pro Kart series, Southern grand prix in the junior categories as well. So uh, yeah, that month, the, the driver of the month is going to be tough to pick for the month of March, Nate. Yeah, for sure. And obviously we don't usually do the same driver in the last like within a couple months of them weighing up for the first time. But when you have a month that Rivera has had of just sheer and utter dominance across 
all categories and all series. It's really hard to pick against him. So, yeah, like you said, I think he could be on for a bit of a Gafera 2022 season that we saw from him, if not more dominant with how good he's been looking. The likes of Stephen Miller will be up there to challenge him, but I think it's going to be very difficult to take the trophy out of his hands. Yeah, it will be. It'll be interesting to watch and see how that season progresses for for Rivera. And uh, if he is, in fact, able to pull off what Caleb Gaffer was able to do last year. Uh, again, Ecan podcast review. All the recent shows since our last episode, uh, all podcasts available through iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Podbean, or any other podcast outlets anywhere you get yours. Make sure you subscribe and give us a review uh, on our Ecan Radio Network podcast channel. Uh, this week in carding episode 60 from March 1st is available along with our Ecan debrief of the Challenge of the Americas from Phoenix. We have three face-to-face, four actually face-to-face shows available for podcasts, but also available on our YouTube channel. So if you have time and you want to watch and see uh, how our face-to-face shows were broadcasted live, we have one with Justin Safani of Race Rotax, Brittany Lobaugh of the Texas Sprint Racing Series, which just kicked off this past weekend. Uh, a number of individuals from the Padholder Super Cup Series, including uh, Mike Shorn, Aaron Stanford and Cole Hager. Uh, and then our IKF, our face-to-face with IKF Northern California Sprint Cart Series included Donald Durbin Jr., who is promoting the new regional program there in the uh, IKF, what used to be IKF Region 11 area. Uh, again, reaching parts of Oregon, Southern California, Northern California, and also Nevada as well. So uh, we have those podcasts available along with our debrief of the United States Pro Kart Series Southern Grand Prix. Um, we'll be recording uh, what an episode. You guys are going to be recording uh, episode 110 of our ECAN debrief here next week following uh, your trip to Orlando this weekend. So that's going to be another mile marker there. Uh, ECAN Radio Network, again, upcoming shows to debut on the 24-hour, seven-days-a-week channel, only karting radio station in the world. Of course, this episode of This Week in Karting will be playing tomorrow on the ECAN Radio Network, uh, which will be Tuesday, March 28th. Uh, but also tune in and watch or listen for rewinds and past live shows of the United States Pro Kart Series, Challenge of the Americas and Scusa Pro Tour as well. So, Nate, what's coming up here on ECAN coming up uh, with we got three trips basically over the next month. Yeah, and <laughs> finally getting to the last round of the Orlando Karting Center tour <laughs> that we've been having to start things off. Great facility, but nice change of scenery. We're going to the Scusa Pro Tour Winter Nationals this weekend, March 31st through April 12th. That will be the first round of the Pro Tour kicking things off for Scusa. The April 2nd, side, actually. That, April not 2nd. the 12th. I hope it's not the 12th. That's going to no, be a long, gosh, super... No. Pro Tour Winter Nationals. <laughs> April 14th through the 16th, Challenge of the Americas is back at Sonoma Raceway at Sonoma, California oh, for yeah. yep. their next round. Also, Trackside 4, April 28th and the 30th, rounding out April at the USPKS event at Speed Sports 
in New Kenny, Texas. That'll be, I believe, the first time that USPKS heads down to Texas, if I'm not it, mistaken. It will be. It'll be the first time that United States Pro Kart Series will be in the state of Texas. It'll also be the first time the United States Pro Kart Series has been west of the Mississippi. Because again, all the major events that they've had have been on this side of the Mississippi. So um, that's the kind of interesting uh, scenario of the event. Again, the most Western event for the program in 11 years. Uh, My first trip to speed sports. So that's kind of going to be an exciting trip. Uh, I can't wait to do that. Um, and again, it's, you know, we just saw Texas sprint racing series have a big event there this past weekend and hearing from United States pro Kart series that entries are going bananas right now. And mini swift is nearly sold out already after, after (laughs) what, three days of registration being open, uh, their, their 46 spots are nearly filled up. So that's going to be a big one. Uh, I would expect to see probably close to record. Well, not necessarily record numbers, but large numbers in the ka 100 senior and junior categories probably alongside with the masters division as well too um and then probably see an uptick and maybe pro shifter as well maybe we'll get over that 20 mark uh heading to texas there's a number of shifter cart drivers that are in the state of texas so i would anticipate to see them being part of that program but first i need to head head to Sonoma and the Challenge in the Americas finale, as you said, April 14th to the 16th. Uh, excited to wrap up that 16th season for that program. Uh, always going to the picturesque Sonoma Raceway. It'll be awesome. Uh, my kids make fun of me for my last video I did there, so I won't even bring that up right now. But, but Nate, you get to get ready. Uh, you're leaving, what, Thursday to head to Orlando again, hopefully not for 14 days and only for, what, five days, <laughs> including... Um, three very competitive days around the Orlando Kart Center because I think with the Pro Tour heading there, it's going to be probably one of the craziest winter nationals that they've had. Yeah, definitely. And not a lot of people going into it without a ton of track knowledge because we've had uh, the Florida Winter Tour and USPKS there. People know the track. They understand it. They probably have a decent setup at this point too so it should be the closest of the three weekends we've saw hopefully but yeah definitely looking forward to it yeah that's that's my thought going in because i think it's going to be the most competitive weekend with as you said everybody having the the previous race knowledge coming in it's not necessarily a home track advantage anymore because everybody's been camped there since the end of february so uh, it'll be interesting to see that uh, as I'll be on vacation this week and weekend. So I'll be kind of glancing occasionally at my phone to kind of see what's going on and to see uh, the great coverage that you and Rob will be providing all weekend long on our social media. So again, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, we're even on LinkedIn and other places as well, YouTube as well too. So uh, again, thank you for listening here on the ECAN Radio Network for episode 61 of This Week in Carding. Thank you, Nate, for joining me, David Cole, as we wrap up our 61st episode of This Week in Carding. Thank you for listening in. <laughs>